I just I don't understand as a casual Celtics fan how their GM, whose name I know, yeah, one of those famous Celtics, right, and you know him, and I know him, of course. Why he thought it was a good idea to replace Daniel Tice with Dennis Schroeder. with Dennis Schroeder, yeah. right? Like obviously we're required by the league to have one German on our team, of but course. he's not as big as the other German man. And, I mean, it's going to be really weird to see him playing the five, now that you mention it, considering he's maybe maybe my size, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Hello, hey, listener. sorry. Hi, didn't see you there, because this is an audio. This is audio format. type beat. Type beat. Lately. Welcome to Cold Take Season 2. Episode 11. Episode 11. Dante and I'm Riley and we're here with nobody it's just us us. it's us hello (laughs) so Riley how's it going it's going good Dante how are you I'm great the NBA season started up again this week finally basketball time again all of those hypothetical conversations about basketball can cease for real conversations about basketball sort of sort of this is going to be mostly a hypothetical podcast. <laughs> um, so the season tipped off two days ago. Uh, we had some pretty, I think the night one games on Tuesday were actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee, Golden State versus LA. Yes. Warriors, Lakers. Um, Curry. He said, I played like trash. Triple double. Yeah. It's a, it was an interesting game. Um, First of all, Russell Westbrook for the Lakers. You don't Russell Westbrook. I'm talking about um, Russell middle name Westbrook, who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Hypothetically, plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Looks like he more played for the Warriors, but was in disguise because he put up eight points, four for thirteen from the field, zero for four from three. Which you know it's Russ. Yeah. But it being Russ, and he played thirty five minutes. He only had five boards and four assists, which seems weird for Russell Westbrook. It does seem weird for Russell Westbrook. He was also a game... What's the opposite of leading? Coming. A game... Abandoning? A game... He was minus 23 um, in the plus-minus, which was rough. Yeah, that's that's way below zero. That's way below zero. We knew, like... We knew the fit was going to be kind of weird, Russ. What do you wear? Bron. Oh, different. Oh, n- not no, the, not that. Not the clo- not the clothes. Fit. Okay, I got you. The basketball. Fit. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. We knew More it was like going to be abstract fit. Yeah, yeah. Like his kind of place on the team. Mm-hmm. We knew going in that it was going to be a little funky, because LeBron James is LeBron James, and Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. And I mean. When you talk about Russell Westbrook for his whole career, it's always like, surround Russ with shooting. And you talk about LeBron James, and it's like, surround LeBron with shooting. And even talking about Anthony Davis, it's like, Anthony Davis and then four guys who can shoot. Yeah. Like, just play four out, five out. And instead, they put 
all of these guys on the same team. Yes. Right. And, and it's so, hard to surround guys when they're already when they're the surrounded by other guys. Yeah. Who are needed to be surrounded by. I agree. <laughs> I I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. Um Yeah, Russ didn't have a great game and honestly, I'm not quite sure what he's what is going to how he's going to fit on this team. Yeah. Um it's a little the fit was awkward on paper and on the court it was like awkward but in a painful sense. Mm-hmm. Um I mean he he was blowing layups that he usually makes and you know you know how that is. So he's he'll make them eventually. He'll make them eventually. LeBron's whole thing is like, you know, extended post, back the dude down, hit a shooter with an unreasonable pass. Open open three. If you pass the ball to Russell Westbrook anywhere outside of 10 feet, mm-hmm. you just don't have to guard him there. And so I don't – it doesn't work well for LeBron. It doesn't work well for Russ. It doesn't work well for um, future Hall of Famer Kent Bazemore. It's just not – it just does – it's not a good look. Sure. What the Lakers have going on right now. Huff. Warriors, on the other hand, looked pretty okay. Pretty okay. In the second half, which is where they came back and beat the Lakers. Did you did you catch this game? I did not catch that game. Did not catch this game. Um, has to be pretty transparent. I have only watched about ten minutes of Knicks and Celtics. Mm. The rest I have been consumed with baseball. Mm. Which is important. It's a it's a big time in the baseball mm. world right now. In the Atlanta baseball world. In it's the Atlanta baseball actually world, one of the biggest. It's a huge time. One more game I hear. No comment. Okay. Only stress. Okay, that's fair. And probably that's probably what I should have said also. Was um, nothing. Was nothing. <laughs> nothing is probably what Baseball. I should have said just now. Um, the Bucks versus the Nets. It's kind. Of, this was kind of like a battle of the top of the East because the Bucks yeah. and Nets are kind of. If you that's no, one of these are. two teams is who you have is who going you to the have. finals probably. What size shoe did Katie wear for that game? Was it normal size? Probably normal size. Okay. Um. He didn't really need it because there's not a sort of 24-point shot yet. Yet. And so um, the Nets lost by a lot, 23 points in Milwaukee. Kevin Durant did Kevin Durant things, 32 points, 11 boards. Um, James Harden did um, prime Kent Bazemore things, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Not, Not terrible. Paul Millsap did basketball things, which is a surprise to everybody. Um, I'm really kind of not worried, but I don't really see it with these nets because last year Mm -hmm. they were not only one of the most talented teams in the league, having Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving all at the same time, but they were also so deep. Like they had guys you can bring off the bench and they'd be useful role players, spot minutes. You know, they were like, pretty okay not not too bad this brooklyn team seems different because patty mills is never going to miss another three obviously he went seven for seven wow yeah um but outside of patty mills like paul Millsap, lamarcus aldridge deandre bembry these are the guys that 
yeah. are playing your non-star minutes. And even just to back up, you said outside of Patty Mills. And I think that's kind of an indicator in You have a point there, Of yes. like, you know, outside of their star player off the bench. Right. Patty, Patty Mills, Mills. The guy who played with Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili. Right. For a long time. For a really long time. <laughs> Quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. He is the second leading scorer on the Brooklyn Nets right now. Patty Mills. After a game, though. After one game, yes. All-time scoring list? No, no, no. Patty Mills? Quick question. Uh-huh. Who is the Nets' all-time scoring leader? Whoa. Hold on. Um, Is it... Oh, goodness. There's so many things. There's so many wrong answers here. Vince Carter? No. Joe Johnson? Nope. Nets' all-time scoring leader? Um... He Jason sauced Kidd. them in the playoffs last year. He sauced them in the playoffs last year? Sauced is a word that can be used anyway. Sauced but I mean it positively. In the playoffs last year. And does he currently play for the Nets? He currently does not play for the Nets. Who used to play for the Nets and sauced them in the playoffs last year? Three. Oh. Whoa. Two. Whoa. One. Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Lopez. No, what is the next oh, all-time league scorer? Because of all the years. Because of all the years, that makes some sense. He yeah. was, he was a force on the block for them last year. He was, or not last year, and that was, when he played for them. Yeah, back when the Nets were like horrible. Not like back horrible. When really back when like Jason Kidd was there. Back right? when Brooke Lopez was their best player. Yeah. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. When he was the guy you gave the ball to. When he was the guy you gave. That's so crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a good. That's a good little fact. I didn't know that one. I heard it once. Whoever told you that is knowledgeable. Yeah. Um. Pretty sure they were on inside the NBA, but. Or something. Or something. The Bucks looked great last night. They looked like a team who was not burdened by the pressure to win. They are. I mean, they got their title, and now they're just out. They're just having fun, having trying fun. to defend it. It's not like, oh, can the Bucks make it or can they actually do it? They were just like out there playing some basketball. Like, yeah, we we did win the title. We did. We have nothing left to prove, and now we're just gonna have fun beating up Kevin Durant. Yes. And so they jumped again. Him. Again. Um, how did my friend Drew play? Ooh. Bad news about Drew. Is he hurt? He's hurt. Probably not too bad. Oh. Like got hurt in the game or got hurt, hurt in the game. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. He's day-to-day right now. I think it was an ankle or a heel. He just came down really weird, really hard on a jump. Um, He played really well, though. He had an efficient 12 points on five shots, two for four from three. Um, He was just getting to the the stuffing of the box score. He had an offensive rebound. Oh. Yeah. All in, like, 17 and a half minutes. Beef. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, Some games last night, I only saw... Boston versus New York, which went to double double. overtime. Ain't that crazy. That's something else. Kemba. Kemba. Cardiac. In New York. Cardiac Kemba back in his home arena. Remember when he did that thing to Joe Kim Noah in this very building? Um, Yes. Step back dagger for the game. That was Joe Kim Noah? I think it was Joe Kim Noah. In college? Yeah, I think. Wait, it could have been. I know he did something to Joe Kim Noah at some point. I do know he did something to Joe Kim Noah. You know who did nothing to anybody last night was Jason Tatum, who went 7 for 30 from the field. Wow. 
7 for 30. 20 points, 11 boards. 2 for 15 from 3. That's 13.3%. These are bad numbers. Those are not good numbers. Those are really bad numbers. You know who did something to everybody last night? Was Jalen Brown, his counterpart, who -hmm. should also be playing small forward, but I digress. Okay. Um, 16 for 30. That's a lot better. Eight for 14 from three, nine boards, six assists, 46 points, which is a Celtics opening night record. 46? 46 points. Golly. Um, looking big, too. Oh, just looking so so massive. To set any Celtics record at any point is insane. Jalen Brown <laughs> yeah, wait, really. smashed the Celtics opening night record. He did have five personal fouls, but literally nobody cares about that. Um, I was under the impression this is a total side note. It's kind of a side note in the sense that it's unimportant in general. Okay. I heard that um, the Celtics were going to start at power forward Juancho Hernan Gomez. And I was kind of excited to see the JJJ lineup of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Juancho Hernan Gomez. Wow. Turns out he didn't play a single minute which was very disappointing for me personally. Mm, last minute decision. It's probably yeah, maybe to not play like him at all. Injured or something. Huh. The Knicks actually pulled out the win by 4 in double overtime. Um Julius Randle who was on my fantasy team, which we will come back to. Oh. 35 points, 9 assists, 8 boards, 12 for 27 and a not bad 3 for 8 from 3. Julius Randle is doing a really good job of being like the guy on this team. Yeah. Like he's the playmaker in the sense that he will score himself and he can also distribute effortlessly. And he's just he's just doing a great job being the focal point. Yeah. Um, Evan Fournier put up an inexplicable 32 points. Incredible stuff from Evan, the Frenchman Fournier. Kemba Walker, 10 points. He's about that age. Derrick Rose, <laughs> 9 points. He's for sure that age. He's been that age. He's been that age. Um, Mitchell Robinson had 17 rebounds. We almost had a first night, second night beef to report. Do you know who is on my fantasy team? Mitchell Robinson? Yeah. Wow. Did you play him for last night's I game? I did. I actually don't have any choice because everyone else is injured. injured. Oh, I'm not sure if I picked him for last game. Oh. I do not think you picked him for last night. Oh. Because he played the Celtics. Yeah. And I'm just figuring out how Sleeper works. Yeah. I That makes sense. Um, I actually didn't play Julius Randle for last night either because he's playing the Magic. Mm. And their starting power forward is, I think, Cole Anthony. So I'm That's not true. Who's their starting power forward? They're Cole, Cole Anthony is my height. Yes. That's why I'm going to start Julius Randle against him. Yeah, because Julius Randle's not my height. No, Julius Randle is not. He's more of like my brother's height, Zion. Yeah, he's, more, he's closer to the size and build of your twin brother, Zion Williamson. Yeah. Right. Speaking of... We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, there weren't – the Sacramento Kings pulled out a close win over Dame and the Blazers. Um, Harrison Barnes scored his career-high 36 points to lead the Kings. Still playing. Still playing Harrison Barnes. Man. Yeah. NBA. NBA. I don't have much to say about this game or really the rest of the games because I didn't really watch them. Um, but I'm just so excited that the NBA is back. It's back. I'm so excited. 
basketball has returned. There is one more thing on my plate, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Of course. <clears throat> all good things. All good things for which I'm thankful. All great. All great. Um, okay, shall we talk about the fantasies? Let's talk about the fantasies. Um, fantasy draft. Cold takes escapism. Mm. Um, we drafted our fantasy league on Sleeper. Sorry if you didn't join. Uh, we try to make it aware. It we- as in you. Um, the people. Follow us on Instagram, cult.takes. We drafted. Sure. Um, I I mean, we can't recap everyone's draft, obviously, but we got some some ringers in the league and some beginners mm-hmm. in the league, and then me, somewhere in the middle of those two things. Right. Um, feeling closer to beginner right now. Um, but, yeah, how do you, just in one word, describe your draft. Potential. Okay. I think my team has potential. So I think this is the first year, this is the first or second year that Sleeper is doing fantasy basketball. And the way that they're doing it is you pick, like you pick your guy, you draft your guy. But instead of having every night he plays be like count towards your like end score, um, it is instead you pick one game that he plays Mm -hmm. that week and that counts towards your score. Yeah. So you have to pick the opponent well and like based on pace of play and like consistency and and like are they going to go up 40 and he's going to sit the bench the whole game right or is he going to grab 17 rebounds for no discernible reason because mm-hmm. big because he's big stuff like that yeah um it's it's tough but it's like tough in a good way yeah i drafted i had a long list of guys that i wanted and i ended up with one of them. That's kind of how it goes in an 18-person league. That's kind of how it goes in the 18-person league. Um, the one guy who I wanted and who I was excited that I drafted um, went 3 for 17 last night. So that's where I'm at personally as a person. Who is that? OG Ananobi. Okay. The reason why I say potential is because I ended up with a lot of guys who I had been keeping an eye on, mm-hmm. and I'm expecting them to have like kind of a breakout year. Um take kind of like a leap yeah. in the production. MIP kind of year. MIP kind of year. And I have a couple candidates on my team, and I'm happy about it. Or I was happy about it until last night Okay, when I became quickly sad about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I had Fred Van Vliet, oh, uh, Freddie Shot Clock, who I was hoping to get a lot of production out of. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 points on 5 of 20 shooting, 1 for 9 from 3... So I did get approximately 10 fantasy points out of Freddie Shot Clock. Okay. Which is about a third of what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I have Derek White, who I didn't want. Um, but, I mean, 16 points, 4 and 4 and a steal. I mean, I'll take that. Um, 1 for 3 from the free throw line, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, 26 fantasy points, fine. I took a swing on Precious Achua. I figured that with all the Raptors bigs that are hurt, he would kind of climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. Turns out he climbed the ladder to promptly fall off of it mm. onto his arms and legs and break all of them and then give me nothing. Yeah. Um, I've since waived him. And OG Ananobi, who, I mean, after, even though this was a bad game from him, 3 of 17 again, 2 of 9 from 3, 3 turnovers, I'm encouraged 
moving forward because yeah. he had the freedom and the liberty to take 17 shots. Wow. And I don't think he's going to make three of them every time he shoots 17. No. Um, I think we'll have better games. He did come down with 10 rebounds and an assist and two steals. Um, it's not the game I wanted from OG, but there are signs here that like kind of validate my thinking, was that he was going to take a step forward offensively since Kyle Lowry is gone from Toronto. He's going to be asked to score more. Um, Pascal Siakam is hurt and also not in the greatest place with management. So it seems like OG is kind of stepping into a much larger role, and I was kind of betting on that. Yeah. Week one, the bet did not pan out. That's okay. But it's looking good for the rest of the weeks, probably. Yeah. Um. Well, I if I were to describe my draft in one word, go for it. It would be whoops. <laughs> um. I took uh, some gambles. Yeah. I got some washed up players uh-huh. on accidents. An accident. Um, we're just going to see. Basically, the real issue is that I drafted not five, but six injured players. Um, Whoa. And I did this thing where I was like, hold up. Karis LeVert is, is here. I can draft him. No one wants him because he's out. And there's people in this draft who, like, see out, and they think he doesn't play in the NBA anymore probably. Right. Um, right. And I was like, I should – pick him up because he will be healthy I mean I hope I mean he had some very serious health stuff last year he did Um, and so I think he was the first one that I picked up and then I picked up TJ Warren Uh and then Bobby Portis right and then Onyeka Okongwu Uh and then Jamal Murray who's like really hurt he's super hurt and then Zion Williamson who is an unknown amount of hurt Unknown amount of hurt. No pretty much knows. always. Pretty much usually, yeah. Also, rumor, because we probably won't really talk about this much, but Zion might be out of shape. Um, really? So we'll see about that. What have you heard? Um, oh, should we yeah. get to that? We'll get to that. Should we get to that? Okay, we'll, we we'll bring it up when we get to news. Yeah. Um, Jamal did dunk yesterday. Murray? Yeah. So he's Ooh, like, okay. he's coming back from the ACL. He'll, okay. be back, he'll be back in a while, but he'll probably be back in you know a bit. Uh, I apparently had a trade going through, but it hasn't gone through yet. Um, I did get D-Book, and that's who I was going to trade for KD. Um, we'll see what happens with that and some other guys. But, like, I'm starting Blake Griffin and Cody Zeller. Yeah. I and saw so Cody Zeller got you some production. Yeah, he got me 16. And the thing is, I have all of 3% chance of beating Tim <laughs> this week. So this week was obviously just a wash. Um, but there's some teams. Who is... I probably won't. Who know. is Big Yams? Oh, that's Bingham. Bingham is stacked. Is he? Yes. I don't know Bing- how we let oh. him do this. He has Jamal Moore, Jamal Murray, Lonzo. The funny one is he has Terrence Ross, um, Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr., Anthony Davis, and like his. He's also starting Nurkic. But everyone produced for him last night. Nurkic got him forty-four. Anthony got him fifty-six. Um, he got 55 from Jaw, and like 20 from Terrence Ross, 20 from Wendell Carter, 18 from Hassan, Hassan Whiteside. Whiteside, and 12 from PJ Washington, and that's like that's gonna really be bad if that if that happens. That is an insane thing to see. Um, I don't think this is sustainable on the plus side. On the that downside, the it happened. It did happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely not sustainable. Right. But I was like, oh, his team did that really well that night. Um, we also just. 
for people who have joined the league, first of all, thank you for joining the league. Thank you so much for joining the league. Like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, just for fun. And if you forget about it in Christmas break, that's okay. Maybe we'll remind you about it. Maybe you'll just completely forget about it. And then we'll just destroy your team every week. And, right. Because we could probably use a win. Yeah, um, at that point. Or you'll just like hoard really, really good players that we need, and that'll hurt. But it'll be fair. Yeah, um, it'll be fine. So, yeah, we're just having fun here. And that's that's what I have to say about fantasy sports. That's what – that's fantasy sports That's fantasy you. sports. And if I were to say, shall we bet on sports, I would say I can't answer that. That was a really good hypothetical you walked us yeah. through. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It's illegal in the state of Georgia. It's illegal in the state of Georgia. Remember that. Remember that. Um, I'm looking forward to this fantasy season. Um, fantasy basketball has never been fun before. Mm-hmm, I'm ever. excited for that. Ever, yeah. For this to be the first time that fantasy basketball is yeah. fun. And Sleeper looks great. It's Sleeper. Pretty, it's a pretty app. It is ESPN, really nice. So ugly. Yeah, the, the OS here is really nice. It's sleek. It's dark, so it doesn't hurt the eyes. Oh, oh um, dark mode. Mm, love me some dark mode. Um, it's pretty – once you understand what's happening, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. This makes sense why this is here. Yeah. All of these buttons and circles and numbers, it all, it, make, it checks out. Mm-hmm. And Dante might be the only one who knows how it works, but he did tell me the other day, so now we both know how it works. Yeah. And so does Tim, I think. Yes. So just to reiterate, if anyone is in the league and also listening to this podcast, all of your fantasy players, when you look at like your your weekly matchup and you see these little circles that have um, initials in them, um, and you look at the percentages under the circles, those percentages are to tell you what the likelihood is that the game cor- in the corresponding circle is the one that they're going to have that's the best that week. So you basically pick that game, unless you think they're going to do better another game, and all the points that they get in that game go towards your score. And that's it. And that's it. Pretty simple. Easy as that. Easy as peas. Um, okay, season's bold, bold, bold cold, cold predictions. predictions. What we're going to do here, uh, this is the beginning of the season. Two games have gone by, but we've – Still been able to catch the NBA season kind of at its like inauguration, at its beginning. So what we're gonna do really at its seventy fifth, really at its seventy fifth beginning. Beginning. Happy birthday, National Basketball Association. Happy birthday, Association. So what we're gonna do is we're going to make some bold and or cold predictions about this year. Um, just looking at the NBA landscape and what's gonna happen, we're gonna. Say some surprising things, and those things might be wrong, but they sure will be entertaining. They sure will they be. They sure will be. Um, you want to start? You want me to start? Um, I can't start with one. Go for it. This season will not em- end with Damian Lillard on the Trailblazers. Oh, you don't think he's going to stay. It's not that. I think, like, they, as an organization, need to realize, like, there's no way you are you compete in the Western Conference and you do as like mediocre as they have done for so long with such a good player as Dame, and you I see this almost similar to like Julio, of like when are you gonna offload him, like do you want anything for him, do you want him to retire? He's already probably the greatest trailblazer ever. Who else? Maybe Clyde, Clyde Drexler. Okay. Maybe. But uh, they're top, up there. Top though. three. Yeah. I feel like he's top three trailblazer. Easy. There's someone else we're forgetting about. That's probably oh, a third. Uh, 
what's his name? The one who's a bust in front of MJ Bowie, Sam Bowie, Sam Bowie. Also, um, I, I, I don't know. I think he has the loyalty to stay. Yeah. He did say recently that like, he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Which is a thing that you're supposed to say when you're playing on a team instead of like the, you know, Harden or Simmons, like we don't want to play, mm-hmm. which is different. Mm-hmm. And I really like Dame, mm-hmm. but I think, I think it's time. Gee. And he's in his prime right now, so maybe it'll be a few more years. And he's towards the end of his prime also. He is towards the end he's of his getting, prime. Getting up there, he's like 30, 31? Yeah. And if he wow. wants to be stay and be the greatest Blazer ever, props to him. I love it. But, uh, but he, should want a, he should want to win a ring. He should want to, wow. I wow. think he should go. That is a bold prediction. You think they're – so I guess we'll get to that. Let's let's get there. I guess we will. Um, That is – that's a surprise. I thought you would have the opposite take. I had the opposite take. <laughs> I thought Ben. I thought um, Damian Lillard was going to be a trailblazer for life and never win a ring, huh. and be one of like the NBA's great tragedies. Yeah. Um. Okay. My bold, cold prediction. Oh. I think this is the year that the NBA as a whole turns on Luka Doncic. Whoa! I think this is the year that that the shine comes off the apple, and that we stop seeing Luca as the golden boy and crowned as the next heir of the NBA, and as the next greatest player who's ever lived. Um, Luca's been really good for a couple of years. Let's, I mean, to be fair, Luca's like twenty three. Mm-hmm. Like he's our age. Um, but he's been really, really good for the whole time he's been in the NBA pretty much. Yeah. And he hasn't won yet. And we've spent a few years, like pretty much 3 years saying like I mean, Luka's really good. This might be the year. And you know, with a talent like that, how can you not go far in the playoffs? And he didn't he hasn't Have he, we been saying that? I feel like the NBA as a whole has been saying that. I feel like the NBA has been expecting big things from Luka and kind of saying, like, yeah. this year or next year, and then, like, this year or next year. Like, he'll win a ring? Or he'll at least, like, like make some make noise in the playoffs. Because so far, Trey Young has won more years, won more playoff games in one year than Luka Doncic ever. has ever. Yeah. Um, how, how do you think it's going to happen? Like, how do you think the shine is going to come off of Luka? I think the Mavs are going to get off to kind of a slow start. I think the Mavs are going to be, like, sub-500, like, 30 games in or so. And then maybe Stephen A. Smith is going to be like, I'm going to say it. (laughs) I think Lucas should be winning more than he is. And there's plenty of reasons why he's not winning. You could point to a lot of of things. Yeah. Um, Front office dysfunction. Chris Apps Porzingis has a concept. Um, Jason Kidd's collar. Lots of things you could point to, sure. um, to like, kind of blame. Lots of ways you can blame other things, but at the end of the day, like, you have a generational talent. He's seen as top ten by some top five, by some top three players in the league right now, mm. and you haven't gotten out of the first round of the playoffs. And that's, I'm not saying that we should give up on Luca because I think that. He has a long career ahead of him, and he's yeah. only going to get better, and he's going to be really, 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 really good. But you think we should knock our expectations down a peg? I think we should start acknowledging the fact that, you know, this guy's not winning. Yeah. Really good, sure, but he's not winning. Yeah. Because remember Giannis, 
when he when Giannis wasn't winning, he was losing in the second round in the conference finals. Yeah. And he was like putting up kind of a fight, but like it wouldn't pan out. Yeah. And we were like, Oh, Giannis is really good, but he's not winning. Is he a regular season guy? Uh um but right now with Luca, we don't know what kind of guy he is. Because in the regular season his team has been a little bit better than okay. Yeah. In the playoffs his team has been bad. And I think bad. If we're going to I think this is the year that the NBA is going to realize like we crowned this guy and he's not doing the thing. And I think the NBA is going to turn on him this year. Okay. That being said, Jordan didn't win until like late in his career. Like what is it? 8 years in? Nine years in? Sounds right to me. It was a while before Jordan started winning. Yes. And so just because Luka's not winning this year doesn't mean, like, I am not calling Luka Doncic a bust. Sure. Because I'm not a dumb person. Dummy, yeah. Right. Um, But we, I think this is the year we stop making excuses for him. Yeah. We start saying, like, okay, if you're that guy, you had to do that guy things. You had to do that guy things. Doesn't seem like he's doing that guy things. And I think I think he's got the pressure on, and really, I think the Mavs front office has the pressure on. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Because he's not on a great team, he's not on a good team. Right. Without um, him, that is a bad team. Without him, that is magic bad kind of team. Um, I don't want to make the magic the punching bag of the whole season. No, but they might have done that to themselves. Yeah, in more like a a generational way. Yeah. yeah. Like, they've been doing that one to themselves. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll be good this year. You never know. Never know. But, okay. Luca. NBA turns on Luca, And that is my bone cone prediction. Predictions. Is, uh, it. Staying on the theme of predictions, oh. we're going to jump into predicting this year's season's award winners. Okay. So, Riley, who you got for the MIP? MIP. Most improved player. That's the one. We the will. MIP. That's the MIP. Um, Who's your MIP? My MIP. I, I've been thinking about this one a little bit. Um, these are the guys who are in the conversation for me. Cam Reddish. Oh. If he has a year. I mean, he has He's got to have a year. <laughs> for real. Because it, it would be quite the improvement, but also it'd have to be a year. Um. There's some other guys. I'm not sure what's going to happen in Detroit. I'll be honest. I'm really curious about it. I hope Jeremy Grant does something stupid because I love Jeremy Grant. Big fan of Jeremy Grant. Quite the season. Agreed. But MIP, I think I'm going to go with Jaw. Morant? Jaw Morant. Do you think he's going to make the superstar jump? I think he makes a superstar jump this year. Because he's already. The thing is with MIP is not just you have to be good, but you had to be. We had to not know much about you before. And we know quite a bit about Ja. So he has to really do something. He has to do the things this year. And I think he has – this is breakout year. Wow. That is bold. Thanks. That could be cold. It could be cold. We'll have to see. Time will tell. We'll Time forget will about tell. it. No one will come back and listen to this That's in a year. That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> Maybe they will, and I'll look like an idiot. Twice. 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 Um, Are you hmm. saying – go on. I was just going to get to my MIP. Hmm. Go on. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I think 
my take for um, MIP this year is going to be OG, OG and an OB. Um, I think that the Raptors have lofty goals. You got a lot of stock in that man. I have a lot of stock in that man. I saw him do a sidestep three off the dribble in preseason, and I was like, yeah, he's the guy now. He is the one. But, I mean, I think that the Raptors have big shoes to fill. Um, Kawhi came in and led him to a title with kind of a similar roster to what they have now. Um, and ever since, they've been trying to get back to that kind of glory, that kind of luster. Um, I'm not entirely sure that they can get there, but I think that they've put a lot of offensive load on Kyle Lowry and on Pascal Siakam, and now both of those guys are unavailable, and I think um, outside of Fred Van Vliet, um, OG Ananobi is now the guy who was there for that title run, who knows what it's like, um, who can step up, develop his game, and kind of shoulder a lot of the offense. And he's gone from like a low usage, like 3 and D, sit in the corner and hit a 3 kind of role, to a lot more on-ball we've seen in the preseason and so far in the season. Um, he's still getting used to it. It hasn't quite worked out, but if he can find like one or two kind of go-to moves, if he can find some efficiency and some consistency, I think that he's going to put up some like numbers. I think that he's going to be, you know, 21, 22 points a game. Yeah. And making the Raptors better than they should be. And also playing good defense. So I think that's on the table for him. Um, I really hope it's on the table for him because I did draft him to my fantasy team. Um, but that's my MIP pick. MIP. All right. Sixth man of the year. Sixth man of the year. Okay. Uh, okay. Jordan Clarkson is defending. Mm-hmm. Um, he could again do it. Mm-hmm. Also, though, really anyone on the Jazz could get it. Um, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gay. Could be, you never know. Could be. Efficient. You never know. Um, I think someone on the Nets wins it. I can't tell you who because I don't know what they're, what's gonna, who's going to play or not. But I think it's Marcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin will win it. Really? Yeah. I think one of them coming off the bench. A sixth man of the year? Will, like, if, it depends on two things. Okay. Uh, one, if the Nets are good. And two, if the Nets are good. Okay. So both those things have to happen for them to be six man of the year. I can see I can see that. Yeah. How good do the Nets have to be? Because I think that I mean the Nets were really good last year mm-hmm. and I can't name their six man. I don't know who that was. That's a good question. It did change middle of the year. I feel like did Dinwiddie stay? Um, no, he's in Washington. He's gone. Yeah, he Wait. was also hurt last year. Oh. Then who is their six man last year is what we need to know. I I couldn't tell you. No, I can't I don't tell know. you. I mean, Blake was. Blake was the, when he came over, yeah. Um, I mean, before that, all that trade, I think it was probably Jared Allen. Jared Allen started, though, did he? I don't think he did. I think okay. they started DeAndre for him. He might have been. Instead of him. Yeah, he maybe. Um, man, I'm, I'm kind of sad that Nets team didn't happen. I understand, I understand, obviously, they won James Harden, but I thought Jared Allen was going to be a great piece with them. Oh, that would have been so was. good. Um, but, yeah, that's my six man. Interesting take. Definitely an interesting take. Those who are listening and do not know what six man is, six man of the year is the best bench player in the league. So the guy he'll he'll probably start sometimes, but he is like the best guy to not be a starter in the league. Mm-hmm. So in basketball, you start five, and this guy would be like, you usually start your five best guys mm-hmm. in basketball. 
So this guy would be like your sixth best guy. Unless you have a lot of really good six Unless foot guys. Unless you have guys. a really a lot of really good six foot guys. But that's kind of the thinking behind calling it sixth man. Yeah. Because five best guys and he's like the sixth. So who's the best sixth best guy? Mm. Which reminds me of my favorite Paul George stat. Oh. Um, Paul George has won more um, all NBA third team selections than any other player in history. Wow. He is the most third best small forward in the league. That's the most Paul George stat I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. There is no one who's more third best than Paul George. I think that's right. That feels right to me. Yeah, it does feel right. All right. Rookie of the year. Would you say you're a sixth man? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, give me a reason why it shouldn't be Jordan Clarkston. Because I feel like the NBA doesn't want to give the same trophy to the same guy. Probably not, but... But I, I no, I can't find a reason why it shouldn't be Lord Jordan Clarkson. That's the thing. Um, I think there could be an argument if Clay comes back early for Jordan Poole because he's been playing really well. But if you're on the Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell isn't scoring, Jordan Clarkson is scoring. Yeah. And six men of the year is usually like a points thing. Yeah. Six men with the most points. Okay. So maybe Jordan Clarkson, I think. I think... Dark Horse, Dennis Schroeder, maybe. I did think about that. He's got to really prove it. He's got to really prove it. He's got, he's getting paid not much money. Not much money. Which I, hopefully is a motivator. Hopefully. Mm, we'll I think see. it would be. He likes yeah. he likes money. Most of them do. Um, I think he has a little bit, I, he's a Dark Horse pick, but I think that might be a sneaky good pick because Marcus Smart is starting, and Marcus Smart is a great defensive player and not a lot of offense. So when you want mm. offense from the point guard position, you're going Dennis. to Dennis. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah. So, either Jordan Clarkston or Dennis Schroeder, I would say. Okay. All right. Who's your Roy? I don't think I can... I have to say Cade Cunningham. You have to. I don't think... Yeah. I think it's Cade. Um, Or Jalen Green, just because he has the G League. Mm -hmm. Mm, But honestly, there's no way it's not Cade. There's no way it's not Cade. And that's how I feel. Is it a bias because he's number one pick? Of course. Is it biased because I somehow watched a lot of Oklahoma State basketball last year? Of course. That is kind of crazy that you watched a lot of Oklahoma State basketball last I year. I did. It just happened. Every time I turned on ESPN, they were playing. And I was like, this guy is amazing. Also, a lot of the other teammates are pretty good role players. Hmm. Um, yes, that's all I have to say. Okay. He's ready. I'm going I want the Pistons to be good. It would be really nice if the Pistons were It would be good. nice. I think it would be good. fun. Um, I'm going so I thought about this question and I came up with an answer oh no then I came up with a second answer and the second answer is much more controversial and so for chaos purposes I will be saying that answer even though I do think it's going to be the first answer I'm so scared Chris Duarte I think has a strong case for rookie of the year (laughs) here's why he plays for the Pacers and he is the only kind of trustworthy small forward they have. They also have Justin Holiday, but like first Chris Duarte is he was billed as an NBA ready prospect yeah. um in the draft, came out of college and was that. Hmm. Um last night he put up a Pacers record twenty seven points in his first NBA game. Wow. Um he's playing on a team that needs exactly what he brings at a position that is thin in a position that he plays. He scores, he passes, he rebounds, he does all the things that the team needs him to do, and I think he's going to get 
the most important thing is that I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes. And um, the only other rookies who I can confidently say are going to get a lot of minutes are Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. Yeah. And I do think the real answer here is Jalen Green. Hmm. But I'm going to... Go with chaos. Go with chaos and choose Chris Duarte. All right. Understood. Depoy. Who's your Depoy? Depoy, Defensive Player of the Year. Who's the best guy at defense? There's no way it's not Rudy Gobert again. I'm glad we don't have to spend much time on this one. Yep, let's just skip this one. Cool. It's going to be Rudy Gobert. Um, I did see some Bam Adebayo. Some people put him in there. Uh, much love to Bam and his versatility, but Rudy Gobert is the best defensive player on the best defense in the NBA. Yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of... That's just, kind, that's of just kind of how it does. Yeah. Okay, it's the big fish. MVP. Who's your most valuable man? Who's your mumvip? Mm. It's really hard to not say Kevin Durant. Wow, okay. He just does whatever he wants. He does. On the basketball court. Does he... He gets better at scoring every time he touches the ball. He seems like he does. Mm-hmm. He tore his Achilles, and then he came back, and then he was better than when he didn't tear his Achilles. Yeah. Um, you can't defend him. You can't bother him. You can talk about his mom, I guess, but then he's going to put 45 on you. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. And then his team is going to be really, really good. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. I guess that's not guaranteed, but I think the odds are pretty high that I this mean, team is going to be really, no really good. There's no way they don't make the playoffs. There's no yeah. way they don't make the playoffs. There's no way they make the playoffs lower than seed four. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's probably higher than seed four. But you're yeah. right. There's no way they. There's no way that happens. So yeah. I'd probably probably Kevin. Really lower than two. Yeah. Is what it should be if they play just fine. If they're relatively healthy, the they'll be one or two. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin, nothing you can do about Kevin, so. It's almost like a boring MVP case. It really is, because I was trying to think of, I don't know. I mean, I mean, obviously I could go with Kevin. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I would go with anyone different. You know what? There are actually, someone on SI wrote Trey Youngin. For MVP? MVP. I think he has a case, but I think the Hawks have to be much better than the Hawks are yeah. to get there. It would be something. He'd be have a season. If the Hawks go crazy and win like 70 games, yeah. Yeah, yeah Trae Young MVP. Um, and Embiid is kind of the other name being thrown around. Mm, Sixers are going to have to be better than they were without Ben Simmons, which is on the table. What a good segue. Last award. This is one that me and Dante have made up. Yes, M-P-P. it is. P-P. What's that stand for, Dante? The most problematic player oh and i think we one day two days into the season know exactly who that is it's so hard to not go with this guy so hard not to go with yeah. this guy um yeah it's been it's ben simmons it's it's gonna be it's gotta ben be ben simmons. simmons yeah it's the it's the ben simmons ben, right? ben simmons is the guy okay such a so problematic and you know <sighs> All right, we gots to talk about Ben Simmons. We gots to talk about Ben gots Simmons. Gots to talk about Ben Simmons. So the guy doesn't show up for training camp for 
weeks. Doesn't show up for training camp. Doesn't show up for preseason. Doesn't show up. Doesn't join team activities. Just don't show up. He's not part of the team in any way except Mm -hmm. for, like, legally. Yeah. And then a couple weeks ago, he does show up to the team. Which is half the fight. Which is half the fight. And the team did have to find him and keep money away from him for him to do this. Mm -hmm. But it works. And he shows up. And then the second practice since he returns. Sounds right. First, second, or third practice since he returns. One of the first few. Ben Simmons is asked by his head coach, Doc Rivers, who is his immediate kind of overseer. Yeah. His boss. Future Hall of Fame coach. Future Hall of Fame coach and Ben Simmons' boss, Doc Rivers. Um, he's asked by Doc Rivers to join a defensive drill. And Ben Simmons says, and I, and this is a quote, mm-hmm. direct quote from someone who was like at the scene. Yeah. Ben Simmons says, no. No, N-O. End quote. Um, and so Doc Rivers asks him again, like, hey, mm-hmm. we're running this defensive drill. You need to be over here. And he says. And Ben says, yes, coach. I would love to do that. I'm so sorry for how I acted earlier. Right? Um, we're talking about Ben Simmons, oh. not the other Ben who's on the 76ers, who's, yes. don't look that up. Don't bother looking that up. Just trust yeah, don't, us. Don't just trust just us. Trust us. Um, ben Simmons says, and I cannot stress this enough, no. Mm-hmm. So Doc Rivers, his boss, says, okay, go get out, go home. Yeah. We we just can't do this. We don't want this. It's kind of like you ever been at work <laughs> and you, like, have something to do and someone, like, asks you to do it and you're like, no. I understand that this is my job, but no. I hear what you're saying because I'm responding. I refuse to. I'm not. It's not like I'm trying and it's not working. It's like I've decided that I will not do the thing that you've asked me to do. Which is like an easy thing. Like kind of like, will you make a copy of this? Yeah. And he said no. And so he was sent home. Then today. Today. There is more. This is news that I don't know. Riley's getting this in real time. Ben Simmons arrives for practice. And then he leaves without participating in any drills. Doesn't participate in anything. Um, Didn't do his schedules workout. Didn't do his team workout. He just showed up and then he left. And and now um, Ben Simmons' camp is claiming that he has back tightness. Um, there's a developing story from ESPN that says Ben Simmons described back tightness to 76 or staff, but was cleared to work out today before leaving team facility. Oh. So Ben Simmons shows up. Well, Ben Simmons is sent home. Yeah. By mommy, daddy. By his boss. Um, he shows up to practice. He says, hey, my back is tight. And the Sixers are like, oh, let's like let's check it out. Yeah, because we have you know like physicians. Because it's our job, we have medical experts who deal with this kind of thing. Uh-huh. And Ben Simmons says, "What I can only assume is, no, you don't worry. I just trust me. Yeah, I know my back, and it feels tight. It's kind of like how you go to the nurse in high school, but you really just want to go home, right? And she's like, um, you're like, oh, I have a fever. Yeah." Because right. you're like, I can just go home if I have a fever. That's like the worst one. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, here's a thermometer. And you're like, no, mm-hmm. I'm hot. She's like, yeah. This is to measure that. This is That's what I'm doing. Right. 
and then you say i actually would prefer if you just like listen took my word for this yeah um i'm feeling hot and you let me not do my job and go home the physicians did do their job and they were like uh your back seems just wicked loose like yeah. as not tight as it gets you're fine it seems medical professional opinion you're okay yeah and he was like no and then he went home oh okay so this is um this is just kind of a microcosm of the Ben Simmons saga yeah it's just how it is this seems to be how it is and what caused it I just I can't remember what caused all of this it was like some like team shattered his confidence last year oh, was it that it seemed like it was that like he was it was a team that he's his team should have probably really beat. Yeah, because they're like a perennial playoff team. Right, and they and were this team first was like in the first East. time they've been in right. the playoffs in a while. Right. And so they were playing against this team, and like they just completely. Where's the team from? Is some it a city like at Al Atlanta? It right. It's oh, the team from um, that team from Atlanta. It's that team from Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Right. Who shattered his confidence and ruined the process? Yeah, those yeah. dogs from Atlanta. With a W, dog with a W. Yeah, it's it's a it's an animal with a W. I feel like, I feel like there's a W in the name somewhere, like A W something, maybe a letter before the A. The there w. is an animal. Yeah, I think I, f- I feel like their mascot is like, oh right, Hulk. The Atlanta Hulks. Like with the L, I think it's I think it's like that. Hulks. It's yeah, something like that. the Atlanta Hulks. The Atlanta Hulks. Okay, I think it was something like I've that. heard of them. Right. I do have heard of them. I heard that they destroyed everything that the Sixers have been trying to build for like ten years. Yeah, in like I heard a week. they ended the process. Now people don't really say that anymore. I heard there was a guy named Kevin who was actually he plays for the Hawks and was also elected mayor of Philadelphia. I don't think his name's Kevin. You don't think his name's? Kevin? I think it's Kevon. Oh, you're, oh, Kevon. Yeah, you're talking about right. Kevon. I'm talking about yeah. Kevon. Okay, yeah, right. he was right, elected right, right, mayor right. of Philadelphia. He was elected mayor of Philadelphia. Yeah, daddy of Philadelphia. Yeah, he was elected daddy of Philadelphia. So, Ben Simmons. Yeah, Benny boy. I mean, if you're Ben Simmons, I just, like, what is, you're not helping your case right now, right? You uh-uh. can't be. You're not really helping anything. This is the exact, and you know what, we, this is the exact opposite of the situation in Portland and we got to talk about Damian Lillard. Yeah. Uh we got to. This poor guy, so loyal. Portland gave him his chance. You know, he was not kind of widely regarded as a mm-hmm. high school recruit. Went to Weber State. Weber. And since he went to sort of a what D two school, was not widely regarded in the draft as like the guy. Portland takes a chance on him, and in his gratitude to the city, he's spent his whole career there, even though Portland has failed to build a championship roster around Ever him. once. Not once at all. CJ McCollum has been the best. Oh, yeah. By far. Like, not even close. Well, maybe LaMarcus Aldridge, but then LaMarcus Aldridge left. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Wait, there was Aldridge. So, we have these two guys. Well, so... You know, Damian Lillard vows to give a championship to Portland as thanks for giving him a chance. Yeah. And Portland fails to build a good roster around him. And recently, he's been saying some things 
he's been like, guys, I'm really frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm really not happy with management and with the way that this team is like yeah. conducted itself and the way it's built and the way that things have gone. Which sounds like I want to leave talk. That does kind of sound like that. But Damian Lillard has said, I don't want to leave. Which is confusing. Which is confusing. And so management is like, well, we're we're not going to trade him unless you give me a good enough offer. Kind, yeah. of, kind of a whisper. <clears throat> um, and so no one knows if he's going to be traded or not because he wants to stay, but he also doesn't want things to be the way that they are. Yeah. And they want to keep him, but they also would really like some assets. Yeah. Let's talk about what kind of, like, assets. I mean, we talked about these two random guys. You think they could be connected to some kind of trade? Like Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard? Do you think that's on the table? Maybe. I mean, that sounds like a pretty original thought. It does sound like the first time anyone's ever thought of something like yeah, that. Yeah, or me. said it aloud. That's probably the first anyone's ever thought about trading those two guys. Listen, this is what I think about that trade. Sixers works out phenomenally, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, so well. I think Portland. I think Damian Lillard is the perfect guy to put next to Joel Embiid. Yeah. I would kill to watch that. I would. That, oh, my goodness, that team. Would be phenomenal. Ben, here's the thing, is that he's a guy who wants the heck out of there. But does he just want the heck out of there? Does he like playing basketball? That's my question. Oh, ask it again. Does he like playing basketball? That was actually, so Ben Simmons in college, he went to LSU. Um, He really didn't attend any of his classes. Um, He didn't go to class because he didn't feel like he needed to. Yeah. And his motivation has always been in question. And now his motivation, and so he was drafted by the Sixers, and they were like, remarkable talent. We know yes. he can't shoot, but we think he can develop it. And then he just didn't. He just didn't do that. Yeah. So every time Ben Simmons has reached a point where it was like, hey, will you do a little bit extra work to be better at this thing? Or to be better in general? He was like, pass. He was like, my back is tight, actually. So yeah, my, 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 my back, back is actually really tight. So I, like, I'm probably not going to do that. That's the that's the sound of back tightness. Yeah. Um. So the question of does Ben Simmons like basketball is a really good one, because does he actually like basketball or does he just like money? Yeah. Does he like the thought of basketball? Does he like being good at something? I'll be honest. Right now, I don't think he likes the thought of basketball. I don't think so either. Um. I think if he was this good at, like, if he was the same person, but he was, like, half as good at basketball, he would not play basketball. Yeah. I think he just likes being good at something and being celebrated for it. I can't – I'm not sure. I, I can't really say anything to that, but – um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of how it would work out for the Blazers. Oh, uh, poorly. Yeah. Bad. It would work out bad. That's the thing is that when you do this to teams and your goal is I want to be off this team. And then you and, treat the team this way. And then you treat the team this way unless you're as good as James Harden, which Ben Simmons is not. Not. Even James Harden is almost not that good enough for this. Even James Harden wasn't. Yeah. For what he did, which was very different, but similar. It was similar. It almost but, seemed like less. It almost seemed like less because he didn't have a moment where, like, can James Harden play basketball? Right. We had a lot of moments where, like, James Harden is so good at basketball. Okay, he wants out of here. Mm -hmm. He's forcing his way out. Right. Is he fat? No, he's not fat. Right. Traded. Ben Simmons, it's like, 
can he play basketball? Like, is that possible? Oh, he's shooting over the summer. Maybe he's a little better. He's not talking to anybody. Joel Embiid says, I don't babysit. And then now back tight. Now back tight. So if I'm in Blazers, I'm like, thank you, but no thanks. I'm actually going to trade Dame for anyone else. Literally any other possible. Yeah. The thing is, if you're Portland and you go from incredibly loyal, unbelievably talented superstar with incredible work ethic Mm. and commitment to the city, and then you trade him for Ben Simmons, who is and has none of that, I think at that point you legally have to forfeit the team to someone who cares. Marketing, that would be a pretty bad call. It would be impossible to sell that to the fans. Yeah. Just, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. I'm glad I'm not the... I'm not Daryl Morey, the the uh, I almost said the Phillies, the Sixers GM. Yeah, I'm. It's a really hard sell. It's a really hard make. sell. I don't know what they're gonna do with Ben Simmons. I mean, we have your full disclosure. We're looking off a Google Doc because this is where we keep our information, and we're, we have here that we want to talk about NBA trade ideas. I don't have any trade ideas for Ben Simmons. No, I don't. If I'm if I'm any of the thirty teams in the NBA, I don't want him. I don't want that guy. Yes, he's an incredible defender. Yes, he's a once-in-a-generation combination of size and agility. Yes, he has incredible vision. But he can't pass, and he also can't grow up. So I don't... Why would I want that? Yeah. Why would I give up something on my team for that? I think if the Kings are willing to do a Marvin Bagley wow. for Ben Simmons one-for-one swap... What?! That's the only trade that I would consider in the entire league. I just never thought Marvin Bagley would come up in a conversation about trading for Ben Simmons. And then the term one for one. It's not – so in terms of value, this is this is not worth it. Mm-mm. You can't trade Marvin Bagley for Ben Simmons in terms of value. But Marvin Bagley doesn't want to be in Sacramento. Ben okay. Simmons doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. If I'm the Kings GM and the Sixers call and they're like – Hey man, please. Like, can you like? You have a guy that doesn't want to be there. We have a guy who doesn't want to be here. Let's just switch them. See can what we happens. Just switch them, please. Just see what happens. Like I like I know. Like I get it. Yeah. Like I know what's happening, but like, please, can we just try it? And like, worst case, you inherit Ben's contract and we don't have to pay it. Right. Yeah. Other Best than that, case, we get like a really good, talented defensive big with passing yeah so really it benefits us pretty good yeah so i'd be be like i mean whatever i guess yeah or really i mean whatever well that's all i got that's all we got on the bin that's all we got on the bin um we don't have much time left that's true we do have one more segment however just the one just the one and that segment is the sleeper sleeper of the week Again, this is another fantasy basketball thing. Um, Sleeper's the name of the app. And Sleeper's also the name of a player who is underrated in fantasy. Um, so we're looking at players who, you know, wouldn't you wouldn't expect them to be really, really good or really highly, like, sought after. But they've had really good games, or we predict that they will have really good games. Mm. So we're looking at players um, on the Sleeper app who have probably less than like a 50% starting percentage, okay. just kind of okay. just kind of league-wide. Um, that way we know that it's not like, oh, my sleeper is Carl Anthony. Like, 
that's yeah. not really much of a sleeper. That's just kind of a no. good basketball player. Like, he's a star. Right. So we're looking for guys who are, like, kind of under the radar sleep. Like, didn't expect this guy to be this good yeah. this soon, this much. Um, so we're looking at, uh, we're looking for some sleeper sleepers. Um, I have, for my sleeper sleeper of the week, I think I'm going to go um, with Evan Mobley. Okay. Reason why I'm going with Evan Mobley is because, first of all, his debut was really, really good. Um, first game with Cleveland, he's a rookie. He played 38 minutes, which is a lot of minutes. 17 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists from a 7-footer, which is really, really good. He was efficient, no turnovers, uh, block a steal. So not only is he playing in his first NBA game, um, he is also being productive on a bad team, and he's playing out of position. They played him at the small forward. This And he played center in college. Yeah. Um, but he played at small forward. He was passing the ball really well, playing on the perimeter really well, defending. Um, it seems like he shouldn't be a small forward. Like, it seems like they shouldn't do that again. Yeah. But he did it for the first game he's ever played in the NBA, and he did great. Um, 36.7 fantasy points, which isn't, like, a million fantasy points, but it no. is 36.7 It is 36. fantasy 7. points. So, I mean, he was started in only 45% of leagues on Sleeper. Um, he he played better than we thought he would play. Yeah. Um, he is rostered in our league, but our league also has 18 people, so everyone's rostered in our league. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So, that's my Sleeper Sleeper. All right. My Sleeper Sleeper is... On Katie Thornton's team, it is Lou Gwentz Dort. Lou Dort. Lou Dort. The Lutensel himself. Be honest. He's only starting thirty percent of leagues. Thirteen is what I said. Katie has him playing on Friday mm-hmm. at the Rockets. Okay. Um, he only had six points against the Jazz and was projected for about twenty. He's projected for twenty-two against the Rockets. I think mm-hmm. he comes back and has some. A big showing. A bounce back Houston, game. At Houston. At Houston. A bounce back game on the road. Bounce back game on the road. I can see that because Houston's guards are... John Wall? John Wall, who's Hurt. not playing for him. Okay. They're, they're trying to trade him, so oh, okay. he's sitting out. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., who could care less about defense if he tried. Mm. And Jalen Green, who is a rookie and small and couldn't care less about defense. Yeah. So who defends Le Guin's Dort? Nobody. Precisely. James Harden? Oh. Oh, right. The ghost of James Harden. The ghost of James Harden, who couldn't which, care less about defense. Which could be worse at defense than James Harden was when he was on the Rockets. Which would be really tough to do. Should be tough to do. I think that's a, that's a great pick, I think. Okay. I think Thank you. if you're a guard in the NBA and you see Houston on the schedule, you just get so excited. You're like, sweet. You hey, so happy. boo, come to this game. Come to this game. Invite everybody. Herb. Um. Lou Dort is a bowling ball of a person. He's just stocky. He's strong. He's powerful. Um, Both of Houston's guards are small, thin, wiry. So he can go right through them and go to the basket if he wants. Mm. He's an improved shooter. So he can shoot over them if he wants. Yeah. I think this is a good pick. I think Lou Dort is a really good sleeper sleeper of the week, even if it's predictive, which is perfectly fine. It's fine. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. Good pick. Well, well, that's an ep. That is an episode. 
everyone thank you for joining us um, we will be back with an ep next week and remember remember to drink drink water water good posture and remember to sit up right yep as so you're, we sit up right as we sit up right which we have been this whole episode mm-hmm. trust us just trust just us just trust us on this bye, bye.